0: house of the Lord. And we are glad that you're here. We're glad to be here with you. Amen. Let's praise our King.
1: And I was lost And He found me And I was sick And He healed me And I was dead And He raised me up again And I was bound Isn't He worthy? Isn't He? Isn't He worthy? Yes, He is. how God is worthy. Isn't He worthy? Isn't He? Isn't He worthy? Isn't He worthy? Isn't He? Isn't He worthy? Yes, He is. City.
0: we worship you this morning knowing that you alone are worthy father you are always worthy of our song we just give you all of the praise this morning Lord. you are so so good you are so so strong you are so so mighty
1: change who you are. we oh. She's running after me it's running after me Your battles, Jehovah Jireh meets your needs.
0: Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. You apply all of our needs according to your riches, according to your glory. Amen. Anything you're looking for, he's already got. Amen. Well, we're excited to have you here with us. If you could, go around and greet some of your family of faith and let them know you're happy to see them too.
2: Well, good morning. 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 Laura's awake today. Good there you go. Here you go. Hey, uh, today we are. Uh, Today and next Sunday, we are taking up our Thanksgiving offering. So if you wanted one of these yellow envelopes, which uh, that offering goes in, you don't have one, raise your hand around. Uh, we'll take these up today and next Sunday. Um, Thanksgiving offering is above and beyond your tithing your offering, normal tithing offering. Uh Every year we do this at Thanksgiving, and it's designated towards something in the church this year. Uh, Thanksgiving offering is going to be designated towards, in the spring, replacing our sidewalks. So if you've ever been to the north side of our building, that sidewalk is all crumbling and falling apart. It's our responsibility, uh, not the city, So we need to take care of that. It can at some point turn to just a, a bit of a hazard. So uh, if you give in this yellow envelope, that is designated towards that. So uh, if, if you want one of these envelopes, don't have one, wave your hand around, and Mike will get you one. So we will uh, receive this offering this Sunday and next Sunday. Um, and certainly if you have it beyond that, that's fine too. But um, uh, we are at Thanksgiving, amen? I many all ready for Thanksgiving this week, anybody? Somebody was really, who's clapping like that over here? Oh, Ready for the food. So, uh, as you're preparing your offering this morning, regular offering envelopes in the chairs in front of you. Also, Mike has those if, if you need one of those. So, uh, as you give today, um, you are appreciated. Your giving's is appreciated. And we always pray. Our prayer is not that you necessarily give, but our prayer is that you follow the leading of the Lord in your giving. And uh, I, I never worry about finances coming into the church because, uh, God provides, and uh, I believe that people are led by the Spirit in their giving and in their tithe of their increase and anything above and beyond that, that uh, what comes in, then the Lord will multiply and go beyond our plans uh, with what happens with it as he advances the kingdom uh, through things that we are doing amen so let me pray over it if you have it you can put the thanksgiving offering in with the regular envelopes. they'll just separate it later on so lord we thank you i'd be able to come to your house and and, uh continue in our worship day and our giving you are so good and so wonderful So we give of our normal tithe and 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 above and beyond our thanksgiving offering we do it as a thanksgiving to you lord that lord you're just so wonderful and so good And so faithful to us and it's a response to you in our giving as we give today and we do it for your name and your glory in Jesus name we all say amen so if you have some you can bring it today uh some important announcements and this is really important as this week is thanksgiving uh we do not have church wednesday night don't come wednesday But come Tuesday, so we have what we call Turkey Tuesday. Uh, That's this this Tuesday. It's a normal Wednesday service. We just have it on Tuesday. That's at 7 o'clock. That is people start to travel for Thanksgiving. Maybe you start making food on Wednesday. So that gives you an opportunity to do that. And uh, we have our normal midweek on Tuesday night. Uh, Don't forget, tomorrow night is churchwide prayer. As always, we are a pray-first kind of church. So, if you've never been to churchwide prayer, it's 6 o'clock tomorrow night from 6 to 7, one hour. So come on out and be a part of that. Um, let's see. Also, uh, we do have things happening for Christmas. Obviously, uh, we have our uh, Christmas Eve uh, candlelight service as every year at 6 o'clock on Christmas Eve. And Christmas Eve is a Sunday this year, so we will have our normal 10 a.m. And we'll come back together uh, in the evening for our Christmas Eve. Uh, candlelight service. The kids are participating in the Christmas Eve service. Uh, If it hasn't happened yet, Samara this week will be letting uh, parents know when practice will be for uh, the things that they are involved in on Christmas Eve. So uh, we're looking forward to that night. Uh, Along with that, we got special stuff happening in Kids Church every Sunday in December. um, We have a church Christmas party December 10th after church at the Miller's Place. We've been there before. Uh, You didn't know that? I announced it last week, so uh, maybe you just were not paying attention. Anyway. that, that is a, a carry-in. Bring some food to share. We'll provide the chicken and whatever. But we'll bring some food to share. Also that day, there'll be something for the kids and then the youth will have a white elephant gift exchange if they want to. And the adults will have one also if you want to participate in that. Just something fun to do. So December 10th, right after the church at the Miller's. And that Sunday, we'll put the address on the screen where that's at so you know where to go. It's, it's a little bit of a drive from here, but they have a wonderful place that we can go and have our party at. So, and then also uh, uh small groups that meet uh we take a break from small groups in december and also january and small groups start back up in again in february just so you know that so december because it's busy january by the way we break from small groups because our focus in january is 21 days of prayer So we're going to talk more about what's happening with that uh, a little later on. But then small groups will kick back up in February. So if you're not part of one, uh, you get back on board at the kickoff in February. And last but not least, uh, we just want to say thank you. The total of 28 boxes came in for Operation Christmas Child. That was really good. So thank you for that. And uh, we appreciate your response to that. And uh, who helped out with the breakfast this morning? Let me see. Wave your hand around if you helped out. Give them a hand. Thank you so much for coming in. I'm assuming they were prepping since yesterday. So I, I think there's probably some leftovers you can get after church. Is that right, Tish? All right. So you get something on your way out, too. But we appreciate that. So thank you, Chamberlain. Well, it's good to have you today. If you have your Bibles, you can get those out. Matthew uh, chapter 16 is where we're headed but if you're not going to be here Tuesday night let me just say happy Thanksgiving and and be thankful this week not only for uh the reason the holiday exists and that, that's our thankfulness for uh how God has blessed our nation but certainly looking beyond that how God has blessed your life and how many of you have have some stories of a way that God has blessed you or he's done something for you that could happen no other way but the intervention of God. Let me see. You know what? This is a great week to share your story. And, and, you know, this is an easy gateway. So it's Thanksgiving. So you have a reason to say, hey, you know what? You know why I'm thankful? And it's an easy gateway. So maybe a wonderful time this week to, to share your story about what God is doing in your life as you, we are people that are light in the world and uh, our, our mission our mission as christians is not to come to church you should be in church. church listen church is church is what it is and what it's for not more than what it's for right but certainly not less than what it's for you should be in church But the mission is to be equipped in church to be here, but the mission is to take then the gospel to the world. And uh, as opportunities come by simple opportunities that that pop up or simply because you just have a little boldness to step out, to share your faith and share for the reason that the hope that you have and share your story. uh, You know, I I hear people say, well, I don't don't, uh, talk about Jesus because I don't know a lot about the Bible. That's okay. Your job is not to be a theologian. So you may not be able to uh, explain everything in the Bible or understand everything that's there, but it's hard to push back against your personal story. They can argue with you about the Bible, but they can't argue about you. And to share the reason for the hope that you have because what God has done in you, right? And this is a wonderful week to be able to do something like that. How many of you are going to be with family on Thursday or, or Sunday or whatever, you do your family gathering. And how many of you have family members that aren't saved, don't know Jesus? Oh, guess what? Opportunity. It, it's better to talk about Jesus than politics anyway. So talk about Jesus. Share your faith, right? Amen. And uh, you just may never know what may happen at a family gathering this week as you just simply just tell somebody about something God is doing or has done in your life. Amen. All right, take that as some encouragement. Matthew 16. We're still in a series on questions, questions that God has asked or questions that Jesus asked as they were uh, interacting with people uh, that were around them or in certain moments that we have in the Bible. And this passage of scriptures is is one that I, I come to a lot as I'm speaking. So Matthew 16. And we're going to go to verse number 13. It says, now when, when Jesus came into the district of Philippi, he asked his disciples, there's a question. Who do people say that the son of man is? And he's referring to himself. And th- this is a question, by the way. That every person will face in one form or another, one way or another, in your life. Who do you say that Jesus is? Everybody's gonna be called into account on this question. And they said, some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, and they, they believe that the prophet would come back and be a forerunner for things to come. Or other others, Jeremiah or one of the prophets. And Jesus said to them, but who do you say that I am? And here comes Simon Peter, Peter who is often jumping out front, sometimes not always in the best way, but here he he hits it nail on the head. And Simon Peter replied, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. So God is always seeking to break into the world the revelation of who he is. And today is the work of the Holy Spirit. As The Holy Spirit has been sent into the world to convict the world of sin and righteousness and judgment. And so forth is things the book of John says. And Peter gets it right you are the Christ. You are the Son of the Living God, and Jesus is saying, "Okay, that's great, but you didn't come up that in your own mind. That was revealed to you by my Father. Could revelation only truly come from Him?" In other words, we're not making this stuff up. This doesn't come from our own imagination, our own thought process, our own, our own philosophies. What we know about God, what we know about Jesus, ultimately, is in self-revelation. That is why, by the way, just a little side note here, we are not free to make up the faith. We are free to receive it, put it into practice, and hand it down. That is why ultimately there's nothing new under the sun since Jesus was here when it comes to him, right? So Peter makes this statement of great revelation, but what Jesus does after this Uh, he he tells them, okay, that is true, but here's the way this needs to work out. And and we'll, we'll see what he says here in a moment. But what I find is that it is nearly impossible for a person who does not come into the revelation that Jesus is who the scriptures say he is, To really believe, then, the way he says to live is really the best way. That makes sense. So a person that doesn't have a revelation that Jesus really is the Son of God, when there is a way, then, to live in this life, they're going to say, I really don't think I need to do that. Well, I really don't think that's the best way. Well, I think here's some different ways that are going to work out better for me personally, if that makes sense. So the revelation and confession that Jesus is the Christ needs to really precede then following the Jesus way. Because without it, there may be some nice ethical teachings. There will be good ideas about how to treat, you know, do unto somebody else as you would have them do unto you. Do you realize that sounds pretty good and that can sound pretty good without Jesus. Is that true? Let's be honest. But when you get really beyond and digging deep. And when when you have to really give up control, it's hard to do that when you really don't believe he is who he says that he is. So there's revelation and there's a confession. In verse 18, and he says, I tell you, you are Peter, and and the you, I believe there is plural. On this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. In other words, those who come into this revelation, as they begin to follow Jesus, the gates of hell will not prevail against you or the, or the church that Jesus is building. And I'll give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. It has to do with the kingdom of God going forth. Then he strictly charged the disciples to tell no one that he was the Christ. And from that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and on the third day be raised. Now here comes Peter again. Now just just a moment ago in the scriptures, he did something good, now he goes the other way. And Peter took him aside. He's like, okay, I need to have a private conversation with you. Because he's gonna correct him. And he takes him aside, he says, Look, far be and, and it actually says there, he began to rebuke Jesus. In other words, correct him, far be it from you, Lord, this shall never happen to you. So in other words, this whole business about you really are gonna go and die. And then at that point, I, maybe it's short-circuiting their, their understanding and then be raised from the dead. They're missing that part. But you, you can't die. You're the one who has come. You're the one that's has fulfilled all things. You're going you're to probably, in the way Moses, in, in miracles, brought uh, the Israelites out of Egypt. We're going to overthrow Rome, and we're going to have the nation state of Israel again. They have these big ideas of what the coming one would do, the Messiah. And the Messiah can't die, at least in their minds. So Peter pulls him aside and rebukes him. No, 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 you can't do that. Far be it from this happening. And Jesus has some sharp response to Peter. But Jesus turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are a hindrance to me. For you're not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. So, There is the God way of doing the kingdom, and then there is man's way of trying to get it done. And unless you really come into the revelation that he is who he says that he is, then get a revelation. Now, this is the way it works. You'll never come into it. Because there will always be a different way, maybe a better way, a better idea. Do I really have to do what he's about to say, this whole picking up my cross thing? can we do this any other way? You remember Jesus at uh, Gethsemane before he was crucified. He asked the question, went and prayed to the Father. Really, can this, this, can this cup be taken of me from me? Do I have to do it this way? But then submission comes because of understanding of the way. But yet not what I will, but your will be done. So revelation, Jesus is the Christ. He is the Son of God. And because then he is the inauguration of the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God comes through death. And that's what we don't like to hear. But, but how does this, this, this happen? How does the way of Jesus happen? How are we to live this kingdom life? Then Jesus told his disciples, verse 24, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Now here's a couple questions. And these are the questions that I want to really talk about today. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? Or what shall a man give in return for his soul? For the Son of Man is going to come with his angels in the glory of his Father, and then he will pay each person according to what he has done. And truly I say to you, there are some standing here who will not take death until they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom, which Jesus at that time was inaugurating. And, and the kingdom starts with the inauguration of Jesus. Then, certainly, his death and his resurrection, these it, it, are the linchpins of the whole thing. What good will it be if you gain the whole world, but then lose your soul? Or what can you gain in this world that you can actually make a trade for your soul? Questions that Jesus asks. So, the Jesus way. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Amen. And I believe that he died on a cross, and three days later, he rose from the dead. Amen. Now, because I believe that, how am I called to live? So, I was a youth pastor for a long time. Uh, I always uh, had, well, I say always, several times I had the opportunity uh, to speak at high school uh, FCA's, or Fellowship of Christian Athletes, public schools. I'd go in, and they they would have their meeting before school a lot. And I would always ask this question, because you you had a a whole big smattering of, uh, I guess, beliefs in that room. I would always ask this question, what good would it be to believe in God— but yet that belief in God doesn't end up changing your life. What good is it? What good is it to believe that Jesus is the Son of God and believe he died on the cross and rose from the dead if it doesn't change your life? What good is that? It's just a belief. Okay, that's fine. But see, the Christian faith doesn't stop at belief, but it grows into how it really does change your life but then you have to ask the question but how does it change my life because that's a big question and what jesus is telling the disciples he says look okay you we we," and and the role of the passage the role of what's being written here okay we went from revelation and confession and revelation brought about by god confession by peter Yes, I'm going to die on this cross because this is the kingdom way, and any other way is the way of Satan, trying to replace it, right? But now that we got that cleared up, here's what you need to do. Are you going to continue to follow me? Yes. Okay, here's how. Deny yourself. Pick up your cross. Then follow That is the way of the Christian life. You must deny in yourself anything that would cause you to not pick up the cross. Or in time would cause you to lay it down. That's what you must deny. And then you literally pick up the cross. And, and they knew, again, and I say this a lot, just understand, that those that were living in the day of Jesus, they were not ignorant of a crucifixion. They saw them all the time. The Romans crucified a lot of people. And they knew that one of the aspects of a crucifixion was, as we know in the story of Jesus, they were forced to carry the cross, or at least part of it, maybe the cross what, whatever, to the place of the crucifixion where then they were used, that was used to crucify them. They knew that. So deny myself, but literally pick up the way of Jesus. And they understood when he's saying this, that this is a sign of death. You are asking me to give my life over. And they didn't just see it in a spiritual context they understood it as probably physically also. Pick up your cross, in other words, the way of Jesus, and then from then on, follow my way. That's what he's asking. That is the way of the Christian life. So Let's go back. What good is it to believe all those things about Jesus, but it not change your life? But then how has my life changed? Because I learn every day to pick this cross up. And he literally said, and the way you actually gain life, true life, abundant life, is by giving up your life. See, you were lost, but now you're found. But what's that mean? Old's got to become new. Bondage to Freedom. How does old become new and bondage to freedom? How does that transition happen? Pick up your cross. In the process of learning to pick up your cross, in other words, take on the Jesus way, you will learn to lose your life in order to gain life. Now, Jesus then brings a little bit of a contrast. He said, okay, so what good is it to gain the entire world, everything you could want to achieve, and in turn lose your soul. What, what, what can you gain in this world? What thing can you have or what can you gain that you can actually turn around at the end of all things? But, okay, I'll trade you this for the well-being of my soul now. Seemingly rhetorical questions. Because he didn't answer them. Right after that, he just said, just so you know, I'm, I'm going to come later. And what comes with me is judgment. I will repay each person for what they have done. So there's the way of, of the cross, death to life. Or there's the way of trying to gain the world. And there'll be judgment for which way that you choose. That big questions. So, Judah, if you get my my cross, please. I'm going to say this is my personal cross I am to bear. It's made out of some very light two by sixes, so it's not a big deal. I promise I won't hurt myself. So, if, if I come to the revelation of Jesus, I believe you are the Christ. The son of living God. And the way that God triumphs in the world is Jesus died and he rose from the dead. Now, I am called to mimic that in my life. He says, deny yourself and pick your cross up. Right? And I'm to carry this then. I must deny whatever would cause me to do this. I'm not going to throw it down, but lay it down. Right? In other words, the daily habit of my life is to carry this cross because it brings death to the old me and allows the newness of new creation to flourish. And I just got to be sure... That I'm not making any trades in my life. So, for example, maybe throw some examples out here. As you know, I'm married. If I was to desire another woman and chase the world to gain her, I would have to put down my cross to do that. True? What good is to gain the whole world that forfeits so soul. You see what I'm getting at? Some people, they put down their cross for fame, to be known. Some people, they realize when they do this, you've given your entire life over to him. Now he has the rights and he tells you how to live and you just don't want somebody to control your life like that. I want to still do it my way, put the cross down. Some people, they chase money. And in the pursuit of money, riches, wealth, they put the cross down. It's like the seed thrown along the path. They, they became caught up in, in, in the chasing of wealth and, and the worry and the riches of life and and, and the plant gets shriveled up and, and the thorns overtake it. I mean, we